2: I've been wildly disrespected as a single parent. Just being a young mum in general, there's a total lack of respect. Being half-brown is always going to be an issue. People are always going to go, (laughs) brown
0: girl. 31-year-old Tamsin Matchett knows a thing or two about being dissed, both for her ethnicity and for being a young solo mum.
2: I think that even if, yes, we come to a position with the defensiveness it's justified and you should you should always listen to people when if they believe that they are being discriminated against it's highly likely that they are because they can recognize it better than you can especially if you're a part of the majority if somebody identifies discrimination it's because they have experienced it time and time again and they they can see it better than anybody else
0: Born in Tamaki Makaurau, Auckland, Tamson's half Tongan, half Pālangi. Of New Zealand's 200,000 sole-parent families, Stats New Zealand says about 15% are Pacifica, and 85% of sole parents are women. But statistics don't tell the story of a life.
2: Do you think that PI mums, solo mums, get it? With? I've had nurses, and I know the stats are there, but the stats, the stats speak a different but story. But you've, you've experienced this, first yes, hand. like expecting high levels of drug use during pregnancy or cigarette smoking making huge assumptions um thinking that i don't have an education or that i didn't have a job or that i didn't have a house or that i needed to needed to be uh, supervised or or uh, Or your child needed to be supervised. exactly many of those things um and that, that was when that was just the young brown mum thing
0: Tamson has a Bachelor of Music from the University of Otago. She's worked with New Zealand Opera as an assistant director and performer, and is now the senior advisor to the councillor support team at Auckland City Council. But all that was merely a dream when she had Ruby while she was still a student.
2: I was twenty-four, um, very unplanned, and I barely knew Ruby's dad, if I'm being honest. Um, we barely knew each other. And is he I a quarter Samoan? I think, yeah he's pretty much piling. Um so I was at university at the University of Otago I became pregnant moved home to Auckland moved in with someone I barely knew at the time of course you believe that you are I mean I was 24 I was still living a completely student lifestyle living off my $150 student allowance and doing like a really casual job as a as a netball umpire was he a student Uh, no he wasn't a student but but he wasn't working at the time Mm. um at the time I thought I can do this like I'm I'm mature enough to handle this and I don't want to diminish myself but looking back I, I was super mature I was immature with the way I handled my relationship with Ruby's dad I had unrealistic expectations about being a parent
0: Tamson has around 60% of shared care, co-parenting with Ruby's father, who lives nearby. But it was a rocky start.
2: I had, had quite a traumatic birth. I was in labour for like two days. Ruby got stuck. I had an emergency C-section. Thank goodness, because you know she she was wrapped, safe and sound. But I really struggled. I struggled for so many reasons. I didn't really prepare myself for having a body I didn't recognise at 24 years old I, I completely lost who I was and, and it was devastating and so I think I, I think I spent the next two years trying to pick myself together and going, well who am I what do I stand for, what am I because I really struggled losing my identity as a mother What split you guys up? I completely fell apart as a person I, and I only acknowledge that now because I can be reflective and was Ruby really young when you Ruby told? was really young. It was never healthy, it was never strong, it was never, it was never Your the way it relationship. should be. And that was not, that was definitely not his fault. Okay. I mean, we split up and then we got back together and we moved in with other people and that was a disaster. And so really I'd say she was about two, two and a half and it was completely all over. Yeah, um, so you'd struggled along. Yeah, and we tried and he tried. And the kind of fights that we would have, I think to myself, how can I how can I justify this to a little baby? How, how can I justify this to a to a young young child? It made no sense to me and I thought there was never gonna be anything but but that. And 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 I feel really responsible. Do you think it's a good thing that you did split up? Yeah. I mean she's got two extremely exceptionally loving homes now. Yes. So that's her dad's and yours. Yeah. And that... How could you prefer to be in one unhappy household as opposed to going between two happy and loving and secure households? So I don't regret that decision, and I think that we were doing what we can have continued to do since then, is putting her at the very heart of our decision-making.
0: If it takes a village to raise a child, in Tamsin and Ruby's case, it's an extended musical one. Who are your favourite singers? I like Rihanna, yeah. Michael Jackson,
1: Lloyd, and I also kind of like Justin Bieber and R.E.M. I like all the singers.
0: What do you think of Taylor Swift?
1: I like her, but my mum hates her.
0: <laughs> Four of them live in their solid 60s, three-bedroom family home in the North Shore. Nana Glenda takes piano lessons in the small studio downstairs, even in her 70s.
2: By the way, I breathe like Darth Vader You breathe like Darth Vader Yeah, I can always tell when she's concentrating on Minecraft on her iPad Because her breathing changes from normal human breathing to mouth breathing Can you give us an example? No (laughs) 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 Nice to say to her Are you playing Minecraft?
0: So Ruby, who's sitting over in the corner there? Who's that? Is that your papa? Great grandfather. It's Saturday morning, and Ruby introduces me to great grandad Papa you're Kenneth first. An opera singer. Yeah. I used to be. Okay. But
2: he's high he retired because the me.
0: Every now and then, when you're singing, does Kenneth come and join in?
2: <laughs> Not really, but you like to sing. Papa goes to a care home. How many days a week do you go? Three. Three. Yeah. 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 Three. And you, you sing there, don't yeah, you? Sunday
0: His dementia's part of daily life. The national anthem and God Save the Queen and
2: all the oldies, all the classics.
0: Then the matriarch oh, arrives.
2: Hi, hi. Linda? Linda. What, What's her name? Glenda. Glenda, lovely to yes. meet you, Glenda. The matriarch. She's the boss of all of the entire family. I... When when Nana's, when Nana's not happy, nobody's happy.
1: I believe that. That's <laughs> I right. I completely believe that. Yes. yes. So in the scheme of things, there is me. Yes. In the ha- top of the hierarchy. And then Kim. occasionally... No. Um, Kim. Oh, Kim, yes, the project manager that lives next door. My auntie. And, uh, and then um, maybe no, at I times... Uncle Michael. Maybe Tim. Yes. I, am, I am far but in down this, the line. In this house. In this house. And then... The dogs. Well, we had <laughs> no two Ruby. Dogs.
2: Ruby, the dogs. Yes. Popper.
1: And then right at the bottom is Mr. Marshmallow the Popper. Oh. Yes.
2: So, Nana Nana brought me
0: up. Yes. Hi. Who's just arrived? Alex. And who's Alex? This morning Tamsin's rehearsing with musical director and best friend Alex for a touring production.
2: So I'm the the music director for um, a show that's coming up, Daito and Nias Recompose, which we're taking to Wellington Bats Theatre. Um, So we're going to be full-on rehearsing that in a little while and then heading down to Wellington for a three-week season there. It's not not a vocation for me, it's just something that I... It's a passion. Yeah. And also I think it's just... It's also a habit... (laughs) You know, <laughs> I like that. It's, it's a hammer. habit. I can't seem to shake it. <laughs> I'm lazy, so I don't, and I don't have time to practice, and I don't have time to really <laughs> dedicate what I should be. So it falls by the wayside every now and then. It's uh, singing opera is something that you have to devote so much time to, and it, if you wanted it as a vocation, you would dedicate your life to it. That's why so many female opera singers do not have children.
0: After rehearsal, it's lunchtime, and Tamsin's catching up with her closest childhood friend, Steph, during a flying visit to Auckland. Oldest friend. She's the yes. most enduring friend. Yes. She's 100 years old. <laughs> that is not correct, Ruby. Yes, she is 100 years old. One day.
1: So, anyway, they used to go to discos together.
0: Yes, Tamsin and...
1: And Stephanie. They're, um,
0: we would often they're off them, to Daikoku, their favourite Japanese <laughs> restaurant, for a bite. And
1: then, Stephanie's parents would go and pick them up when they'd finished and bring them home. When they got Glamorous, older,
0: blonde Auntie Steph's like another to daughter to Nana Glenda and an auntie to Ruby. Home.
1: They used to share a taxi home. But they would take, there were three of them, and they would take it in turns to be the last one. Suddenly, at uh, 45, I became um, the carer. Of a little baby. Of a baby.
0: How old was Tamsin when she came to you?
1: Oh, she was here right from birth. From birth. Yes. I told the plunkett nurse that this baby will fit into my life, not me fitting into
0: hers. (laughs) Nana Glenda's explaining how she went from a mum to two uh, teenage girls to a new role as a solo grandparent to Tamsin. um, For the first two weeks, I
1: had her in my studio while I was teaching. Then I had to be very efficient when we went out. I had to have all the baby things that I hadn't had for a long while, 20 years since I'd had a baby.
0: What she doesn't say was that she was holding down two jobs and coping with a husband who at the time was suffering with severe depression. Mr Marshmallow
1: over here, he's he, um, always a lovely, lovely dad and um, very kind but not very authoritative.
0: Is that why he's got the nickname, sorry Poppy, but you've got the nickname
2: Mr Marshmallow. <laughs> he's grinning away at that one.
1: He loves the girls.
2: I guess at a societal level, uh, New Zealanders and New Zealand culture is extremely conservative when it comes to considering what what the makeup of a family should be and could be because you are you and Ruby and you are and Nana, my village, and your little village, your big yeah, village, actually. My big village. We're bringing up a strong, independent girl, and we're doing it together. And yes, she is my daughter, and I am her primary, I am her primary caregiver, and the buck stops with me. But I need those people, and she needs those people, and together we are supporting the ch- the childhood and the rearing of 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 one beautiful child. And yes, I live with my grandparents. My auntie lives next door. We have... Uh, my mum lives up north. My dad lives overseas. My brothers live, you know... And Ruby's dad lives just down the and road. And Ruby's dad lives. In and, the he, and then he has he has a big, you know, disjointed... But he's remarried, family. Or, or he's re repartnered. Yeah, this big village together, we're doing it. And I do it as a solo parent. And we're not in my time, but it doesn't mean that there aren't a million other people that support me. And until we can connect the dots and say, a family doesn't look like that. A family isn't two parents bringing up a child on their own on their That's one acre the section. That's not perfect family. No, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense for two people to be isolated alone and be expected to live with sleep deprivation and sickness and and whatever else. So the nuclear family is actually a fallacy? You think? Yeah, it sh- well, I think it should be. I think we should, should be, be saying at all times, neighbors, The village. The village, which should be our communities and whatever that village is, relatives or not, people should be putting their hands out to all new parents, single, together, young, old. What can I do? And we should be stripping away the stigma of asking for help. It it is your right to self-determine your own identity to say, I don't want to just be a mum. And I think I said that to a couple of people at like coffee groups and people were so kind of taken it back and, and almost like upset by me saying that and it just it do- doesn't determine the quality of my parenting it determines me as a person that I don't just want to be a mum mm. I want to be not necessarily more but I want to be other than that I want to be Ruby's mum first and foremost but a woman and a musician and and a feminist and a and and have a career and do all of those things and, and I and I wa- I want those things and I and I wanna be a boss and I wanna be in, in charge of myself and that means being more than just that one thing. The other issues are around for me and once again it lies with the state, housing and, and living affordability. I use my example, I earn, I earn, I earn a damn good salary for somebody at 31 who kind of has just coasted through. And you're a single income parent? I'm a single income parent. I should, technically on my salary, I should be able to live in a two bedroom home, uh, not in the sticks, I should be able to live by myself with my baby and buy her fruit and veggies, fresh, fresh produce, live a humble but comfortable lifestyle. yet we have allowed everything to balloon to the point where it's so unaffordable. I live with my grandparents out of necessity. Obviously I need the support for all the other things I do, but I don't have a choice. If I wanted to if I wanted to live in an apartment with Ruby I I don't know how I could potentially do it. How with with a giant student loan which I have because I wanted to better myself and find myself in a position where I could earn money. How do I support a child and support her getting a decent education, which includes all the extra things that I think that she should do—her karate, her swimming, her piano lessons—that that's that's an impossible dream for me. And do you and your ex, Ruby's dad, share child support? Of course, of mm. course, we don't. There's no child support going on. We're you know we're fifty-fifty, so we, so we look after things as they stand. But mm-hmm. even then. It's really hard. I mean, I get working for families yes. and it is, it would cover me like probably four days bus and I'm thankful for that and I'm not looking you know, I don't, I don't want additional, I don't need additional money from the state. I need affordable housing and affordable living. Affordable living.
0: As a child, Tamsin had no connection with her Tongan birth father, Nana Glenda explains. Half of Tamsin's
1: um, heritage is, um, well, on my family is Portuguese, Irish, bit of English, and. Um, and that's why I can say Ireland and then an Ireland accent.
0: Ireland.
2: So,
1: you know, she's got to remember that there is a European side.
0: So um, she didn't know her father at first, but was able to track she, him down? She found him. Maybe last year, oh, yeah.
1: I didn't. I told her that um, I would not help her while she was growing up. I would not help her find the father. We did try to find him, and, um, but they'd moved away. Um, and because I was supporting Tamsin, um, I didn't really um, feel it was fair for him to come and take over
0: this is the one subject and your nana broached it today and she talked about why she chose not to let you until you're of age, look for your Tongan side of your family or look for your father and then she said it was because he had nothing to do with your upbringing
2: and she, she was wanting to protect you and that's her perspective and yeah. I totally respect that because, because she, she has every right to feel as I do over Ruby, protective of me I view it slightly differently. Perhaps when I was younger and I just don't remember it, I talked about wanting to know who he was or wanting to hear more about him or wanting to even reach out. But I wasn't, from a very early age, in my mind, interested. I had no parental needs that weren't met. My grandmother was wonderful. I got everything, I got every experience I ever put my hand up for. I travelled I travelled overseas numerous times with different different groups. I played every sport I could. I learnt the violin, I played the piano, I learnt how to sing, I was in choirs, orchestras, I played netball, dragon boating, athletics, rowing, um, oh, football, cricket. And I'd just say, oh, I want to do this now. And she would find the money and I'd do it. And so, there was no there was nothing I needed. Can you remember
0: the exact time you started thinking about your identity, your Tongan mm. side of your
2: life? It's happened numerous times where I've gone I feel such a deep affinity for my Pacifica community. I feel so strangely connected and and defensive and and proud and all of those things. Mm. And it wasn't until I did a course when I, I guess when I was twenty nine through Work through Auckland Council, and it was um, this great Pacifica mentoring course for um, Pacifica leaders, I guess, up young leaders. And after that, I had a discussion with a couple of colleagues who said, "I said, you know, I've always, have always considered maybe, maybe now that I'm, I have a child, I should find my dad." And their reactions really laid it out clear for me, and it, and it was something one of them said, along the lines of. You are of Pacific blood, and, and, and in our cultures, that is absolutely your right. That is your blood right. That concept of blood is so, runs so deep and it's so important that I really felt that responsibility to connect and say, because I also struggled with the concept that if I was to go and find him and push myself on him that I could potentially be destroying or fragmenting somebody else's family. And that, to me, made me deeply uncomfortable and I thought that that was an extremely selfish thing to do. But you did, what happened? Well, So I, I looked for him on Facebook and I actually found um, the same name, but it was somebody who looked like similar age to me. And when I scrolled through his photos, I looked at his face and thought, oh, that's a bit creepy, we look very similar.
0: When she became a solo mum herself, Tamsin says her sense of identity was turned upside down, and she started looking as much for Ruby as for herself.
2: This is my my mother's name, I grew up in Auckland, didn't know my dad, apparently I'm half Tongan, I'm just wondering if you know who he is. And he got back to me and says, whoa, 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 that's crazy. that's my dad's name, I'm his junior and I look through your photos and I don't want to sound weird but look, to me it looks like we're definitely related wow. so we kept talking for about three weeks four weeks and then he said to me do you want me to contact dad for you so he did, turned um, out to be your my half brother my half half brother who was a year younger than me oh my gosh, got, and what's his name? his name's Peter and so he I got in contact with Dad, who's also Peter, or Petelo. And I got a email asking if I could, if he could call me And while I was working on Tosca, and he did. And he's this beautiful Tongan man who I have only love for. But I've gone from having this tiny nucleus of a Palangi family to, like, this year. Like, I met, I've met my aunties and their children, and... That's that is so much part of who I am. But that experience has made me feel more like a whole person. Because those Pacific roots, they're undeniable. And I can't expect and I can't part ex- of Ruby's life now. Absolutely. And I can't expect my Palangi family to understand that. Have your Tongan no. family met Ruby yet? Oh yes. 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 So you've gone She loves them. her uncles. She loves <laughs> them. So and being Tongan is that's that's me. Your dad? Does he whereabouts does he live? He's he lives in, in Australia. I've only seen him three times, I think, but I'm hoping to see him again this year. And the same with my brother Peter, who lives in Sydney. We've we've hung out twice now. The rest of your brothers are here. Yeah, and we kind? we see each other fairly regularly, other like maybe every six to eight weeks. I'll see them. Cool. They're the coolest dudes. I'm so proud to be their older sister. Um, yeah. And having met my dad and my brothers. We all, like, we have exactly the same eyes. It's like somebody cut and paste did one of those magazine face jobs and cut and paste the same eyes across just a bunch of people's faces. So, and now, when I see other Tongans, I recognize it. I see, their, I see the structure of their eyes and and, I, and I'm and I like, whoa, you're Tongan. I look just like you. How could it have ever been a question? My older brother Alex said to me, when we first met, he was like, Fah, sis, It's like, it's pretty buzzy having a Palangi sister. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm you're pre- the Palangi. I'm pretty, pretty white pretty, next to the rest of pretty them. Pretty white sister. And like, that's been my life really—is either being slightly too brown or slightly <laughs> too white. I think that has had a big, a big impact on me. Not, on me struggling to realize who I am until a very late stage for and me at least. As a mother,
0: have you wanted to make sure that Ruby celebrates every part of her cultures
2: completely? Tongan, Samoan, Palangi. Yeah, and she's proud. She I tell her all the time, you're a little um Pacific princess. And she in her last primary school joined the Samoan dance group. And there, my little Palangi girl in the front row, just like so involved. And I will continue to support her and to push her to connect and hold strong to those foundations.
0: Call Linda Chanway Earl Aho, and you've been listening to Flying Solo, engineered by RNZ's William Saunders, Steve Burridge, and Phil Benge. In Flying Solo next week, we meet Māori police officer and solo dad, Henare, and his 15-year-old son, Tama. You can find us on iTunes or check out our webpage at radionz.co.nz forward slash Flying Solo.